No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where the Philistine fish god Dagon falls on its face before the Ark of the Covenant, and God's hand is so heavy against the Philistines that they decide to send the Ark back to Israel. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 5 on Simply the Bible. Israel was at war with the Philistines. They thought that by bringing the Ark of God into the battle with them, it would give them a decisive victory. But instead, the Philistines captured the Ark. We pick it up in 1 Samuel chapter 5. Then the Philistines took the Ark of God and brought it from Ebenezer to Ashdod. The Philistines were on the Mediterranean coast, and they had five cities, Ashdod, Gaza, Ashkelon, Gath, and Ekron. Each city had its own ruler or lord. When the Philistines took the Ark of God, they brought it into the house of Dagon and set it by Dagon. Now, from the Philistines' perspective, their victory over Israel was a triumph of their god, Dagon, over the god of Israel, Yahweh. Dagon was a fish god, and they set the ark before the image of Dagon as a kind of trophy for him. And when the people of Ashdod arose early in the morning, there was Dagon fallen on his face to the earth before the ark of the Lord. So they took Dagon and set it in its place again. Who says God doesn't have a sense of humor? And when they arose early the next morning, there was Dagon fallen on his face to the ground before the ark of the Lord. The head of Dagon and both the palms of his hands were broken off on the threshold. Only Dagon's torso was left of it. Therefore, neither the priests of Dagon nor any who come into Dagon's house tread on the threshold of Dagon in Ashdod to this day. Now you would think that this would be a clear demonstration of the power of Yahweh over Dagon. The fact that Dagon's head and hands landed on the threshold of the temple should have been a sign to them of the inferiority of their lifeless idol. Instead, they made the threshold of Dagon sacred. This just illustrates the blindness of idolatry. But the hand of the Lord was heavy on the people of Ashdod, and he ravaged them and struck them with tumors, both Ashdod and its territory. And when the men of Ashdod saw how it was, they said, The ark of the God of Israel must not remain with us, for his hand is harsh toward us and Dagon our God. Therefore they sent and gathered to themselves all the lords of the Philistines and said, what shall we do with the ark of the God of Israel? And they answered, Let the ark of the God of Israel be carried away to Gath. They must not have liked the Gath people very much. So they carried the ark of the God of Israel away. So it was after they had carried it away that the hand of the Lord was against the city with a very great destruction. And he struck the men of the city, both small and great, and tumors broke out on them. 
So the Lord's hand was very heavy against the Philistines of Ashdod, and he struck them with tumors. And somehow rats were involved, perhaps infecting people as occurred with the bubonic plague, or maybe simply a rat infestation that ravaged the land. The Philistine lords decided that they didn't want the ark in Ashdod anymore, so they would send it to Gath. Maybe they thought that the problem was because of the close proximity of the ark to Dagon's temple. But whatever their reason, when they sent it to Gath, the same problems occurred there. Therefore, they sent the ark of God to Ekron. So it was as the ark of God came to Ekron that the Ekronites cried out, saying, They have brought the ark of the God of Israel to us to kill us and our people. Now, word was spreading at this point. So they sent and gathered together all the lords of the Philistines and said, Send away the ark of the God of Israel and let it go back to its own place, so that it does not kill us and our people. For there was a deadly destruction throughout all the city. The hand of God was very heavy there. And the men who did not die were stricken with the tumors, and the cry of the city went up to heaven. The Philistine leaders gathered and decided that the ark of God was too hot for any of them to handle. So they advised sending it back to where it belonged, back to Israel. Now the ark of the Lord was in the country of the Philistines seven months. And the Philistines called for the priests and the diviners saying, What shall we do with the ark of the Lord? Tell us how we should send it to its place. So they said, if you send away the ark of the God of Israel, do not send it empty, but by all means return it to him with a trespass offering. Then you will be healed and it will be known to you why his hand is not removed from you. Then they said, what is the trespass offering which we should return to him? They answered, five golden tumors and five golden rats according to the number of the lords of the Philistines, for the same plague was on all of you and on all your lords. Therefore you shall make images of your tumors and images of your rats that ravage the land, and you shall give glory to the God of Israel. Perhaps he will lighten his hand from you, from your gods and from your land." Here we discovered that the plague of the tumors and the rats was on all five cities of the Philistines. Now, I'm not sure where the Philistine priests and diviners got it into their heads to send the ark back with golden rats and golden tumors. Clearly, this was no offering that God ever asked for. But they were desperate, no doubt. Why then do you harden your hearts as the Egyptians and Pharaoh hardened their hearts? When he did mighty things among them, did they not let the people go that they might depart? Now therefore make a new cart, take two milk cows, which have never been yoked, and hitch the cows to the cart and take their calves home, away from them. Then take the ark of the Lord and set it on the cart and put the articles of gold which you are returning to him as a trespass offering in a chest by its side. Then send it away and let it go and watch. If it goes up the road to its own territory, to Beth Shemesh, then he has done us this great evil. But if not, 
then we shall know that it is not his hand that struck us. It happened to us by chance. The Philistine priests understood how foolish it would be for them to harden their hearts against the Lord and bring more tragedy upon themselves by keeping the ark when it was causing them so much trouble. So they devised a method by which they could test whether it was the Lord who had caused this suffering by hitching a cart to two milk cows who had just calved and that had never been yoked and then taking their calves away. They virtually guaranteed that if the cows pulled the cart with the ark back to Israel, it had to be because God was doing it. For the milking cows would never willingly abandon their calves. Then they would know that God had brought these great plagues upon them because they had kept the ark in their possession. Then the men did so. They took two milk cows and hitched them to the cart and shut up their calves at home. And they set the ark of the Lord on the cart and the chest with the gold rats and the images of their tumors. Then the cows headed straight for the road to Beth Shemesh and went along the highway, lowing as they went and did not turn aside to the right hand or the left. And the lords of the Philistines went after them to the border of Beth Shemesh. The constant lowing of the cows as they went would seem to indicate that they were going against their will. An invisible hand was leading them. They headed straight for Beth Shemesh, the border of Israel, while the Philistine lords followed behind, watching. Now, the people of Beth Shemesh were reaping their wheat harvest in the valley. And they lifted their eyes and saw the ark and rejoiced to see it. Then the cart came into the field of Joshua of Beth Shemesh and stood there. A large stone was there. So they split the wood of the cart and offered the cows as a burnt offering to the Lord. The Levites took down the ark of the Lord and the chest that was with it, in which were the articles of gold, and put them on the large stone. Then the men of Beth Shemesh offered burnt offerings and made sacrifices the same day to the Lord. So when the five lords of the Philistines had seen it, they returned to Ekron the same day. So Beth Shemesh was a Levitical city, meaning that there were Levites that lived there. And so when they saw the ark coming on the cart, they were actually in the middle of their wheat harvest. And they looked up and saw it and they began to rejoice greatly. For the Philistines had returned the ark of God back to them. Then they immediately took the cart and chopped it up, used it for wood, and sacrificed the two cows as burnt offerings. These are the golden tumors which the Philistines returned as a trespass offering to the Lord, one for Ashdod, one for Gaza, one for Ashkelon, one for Gath, one for Ekron. And the golden rats, according to the number of all the cities of the Philistines belonging to the five lords, both fortified cities and country villages, even as far as the large stone of Abel on which they set the ark of the Lord, which stone remains to this day in the field of Joshua of Beth Shemesh. So, when they got all of the uh, offerings of the rats and the tumors, the chest of those, and they put all of this on the large stone and, and did their sacrifices there, thus the large stone became a kind of memorial stone 
of what had happened that day. Then he struck the men of Beth Shemesh because they had looked into the ark of the Lord. He struck 50,000 and 70 men of the people and the people lamented because the Lord had struck the people with a great slaughter. Now, as Levites, they knew that whenever the ark was transported, it was always to be covered first so that no one could look upon it except the priests. And certainly, no one was to ever remove the mercy seat, the golden lid on top of the ark of the covenant, to look inside. They didn't cover the ark like they were supposed to, and instead they looked inside, which was greatly irreverent. Therefore, God struck 50,070 men and the people lamented. Now, some have questioned the accuracy of that number since it's so large. They say that it could have been a copious error. I don't know. However many there were that perished, it was considered a great slaughter. Now, that doesn't mean that the same number of men actually looked into the ark, but that God struck a great many of the men of Beth Shemesh for the transgression of a few. It seems that God was not pleased with the Philistines who captured the ark, nor with the men of Beth Shemesh who gazed into the ark. In fact, he wasn't pleased with all of Israel because they had abandoned his covenant. This chapter reminds us that God is to be feared and his commandments are to be obeyed. As the author of Hebrews tells us, It is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow we will see where the Ark of God is moved to another city in Israel and the nation laments after the Lord. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 1 Samuel on Simply the Bible.